Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm, of course, your host, Brian Beatty. Thanks again for joining me this morning as we talk about the housing market. And uh, we just left talking about seller financing. Well, really, we first started talking about the fact that, you know, in Charleston, let's say that you're making you know, $75,000 a year. It means you can afford about a $300,000 house. If you look at what's available, it's you know, a little on the depressing side. There's not much available. More than half of the inventory needs serious renovations. And so, you know, we, we need to, as real estate agents, we always need to be looking for solutions, right? Well, first of all, it means that we need to understand the problems and the opportunities, right? So, the challenge, of course, is that there's just not a lot available to purchase. So that when something does hit the market, it's still getting swarmed by buyers that are ready, willing, and able. There are even more buyers out there, a, a very large pool of them, that are interested in buying but are not quote-unquote mortgage-ready uh, in the eyes of a traditional lending institution. We also have a lot of sellers that don't necessarily want to sell their property and take a big hit on capital gains. Like let's say that they've got a rental or um, you know, just a second home. Maybe it's a piece of land and they just don't want to you know, take on the tax consequence. Maybe it's your primary residence and you just haven't lived there for two years. So there's a, a few different ways to, I think, insert some buyers into the market and some inventory into the market. And one way of doing that is seller financing. So... I want to talk a little bit about the opportunities here for both buyers and sellers. So let's say that you're a buyer and you want to approach a seller with an offer that includes seller financing. You know, maybe the seller's home has been on the market for a while. It isn't showing well. It's overpriced. Uh, whatever the case might be, it's, it's not selling, right? So there's a three-part acronym that uh, I want you to remember here, and it's called P-I-T. So the P stands for price. When you open up your property to a different pool of buyers looking for seller financing, you as the seller can typically command a bit of a higher price because you're being more flexible on terms. You know, we, we tend to focus a lot on the purchase price or the sales price when in reality, most buyers are really focused on payment. How much is it going to cost them every month to buy that house? Or at least that's, I think, what they should be thinking. Now, some might say, you know, well, hey, you know, just because you uh, inflate the price because you're giving better terms, it, it doesn't matter. You still have to have the house appraise. Well, no. You are the bank. You don't have to get an appraisal. You don't need to order one. So that contingency is out the door. Now, the, the buyer might still want to get an appraisal to make sure that they're not overpaying for the property. But you as the seller, I mean, that's the great thing about real estate contracts, right? Is that everything's negotiable. And, and you can put darn near anything in writing so long as both parties agree to it. So uh, in this instance for seller financing, I would not um, encourage you to agree to an appraisal. If you're a seller as a buyer, um, that would likely make sense. But we've got to figure out a way to create a win-win scenario here, right? So the win for the seller is maybe selling it for a little bit more than they could in traditional means, through traditional means, um, and you get to purchase a property 
without having to go through a traditional lending institution uh, and maybe even get a better interest rate in return for paying slightly more money for the house. So the, the scales balance a little bit. The, the I stands for income. So, you know, instead of just selling the property and cashing out and putting the money in the bank, earning, you know, 0% interest, you're now turning your home into an income stream. And it's not the same kind of income, by the way, as you owning a rental property and getting rental income, right? Because with a rental, you have the taxes, the insurance, the maintenance, the landscaping, the property manager, the this, that, and the other. When you're the lender and the buyer's paying you, that is that is net income. That is clean income. Now, the T stands for taxes. And this is, you know, where I need to insert the caveat that, uh, you know, if you're going to go through with something like this, talk with your accountant, talk with an attorney, so on and so forth. But the T stands for taxes in our PIT acronym. So when you sell your property, you pay taxes on the gain in the year that you realized that gain. So let's say you sell a property for $300,000 that you didn't have a mortgage on, but you give the buyer a loan of $250,000, right? You give them a $250,000 mortgage. Well, you didn't realize that entire gain. So you get to spread it out over the over the term of the, of the loan. So uh, there's some real advantages to doing this. Now, there are th- a few misconceptions, I think, when it comes to seller financing, and we should address those. The first, um, because I know a lot of agents listen to this program as well, the first, you know, agents, look, you're still going to get paid, right? You're going to get a commission because it's going to come out of the buyer's down payment. When you're structuring a seller financing deal, um, regardless of whether an agent is included or not, by the way, you as the seller need enough of a down payment to protect yourself in the event that buyer decides to not pay you anymore. Because hiring a foreclosure attorney is not cheap. I've had to do it before. I mean, I I think I've mentioned multiple times on this program that I'm a private money lender. So I have investors really from all over the East Coast that come to me and they just seek cash for uh, an investment property purchase or or a renovation. Well, they've got to put up collateral in order for me to give them the cash to do those renovations or to make those acquisitions. And so I need enough collateral so that in the event they don't pay me and I have to foreclose on a property that I've had enough of that risk covered through something like points, which in, in term, it's, it's like a down payment. Um, and then enough coverage to make sure that if I have to go and I have to sell that property at auction, I'm gonna go and get my money back, right? So um, agents, don't worry, you'll get your commission so long as the down payment is enough to pay commissions, closing costs, and put enough money in the seller's pocket to cover for a rainy day, right? The second is that your home has to be paid off, which is not necessarily true. You can still take a, you can still do a seller financing deal subject to the existing mortgage. What they do is they simply record the mortgage as a junior lien in, in second position, and then they wrap it around the existing mortgage. And we'll get it. We'll get to a little bit more on that in just a minute. But the third misconception is that you, as a seller, are you know you ha- you're going to be stuck with this house and this mortgage for another thirty years, which is not the case at all. You can amortize the payments 
over 30 years, just like a buyer would if they were getting a traditional mortgage. But you can set that balloon to you know, a year, two years, three years, five years, whatever the case is, whatever you guys agree upon, which just says like, hey, you know, you'll, you'll pay me monthly payments as if you just got a 30-year mortgage. But in two years' time, you have to refinance and I have to get all my money back, right? You have to pay off my loan. Go get another loan, pay me cash, whatever you need to do. It doesn't matter. In two years, I want to be out from holding this mortgage for you. Now, sometimes the buyers can't do that, right? Well, then you can restructure that mortgage uh, with maybe some more favorable terms for you as the seller who's now the lender. So, I mean, I think the bottom line here is that there are a lot of folks that are sitting on cash in the form of a down payment and they're just not necessarily qualified for a traditional mortgage. Or maybe they can get a mortgage, but the interest rate and the overall payment, just it's not attractive enough for them to buy something right now. Maybe they are living with some friends. Maybe they're house hacking. Who knows? But um, what I do know is that there are a significant amount of buyers out there that want to buy but have credit-related issues. We, deal, we have conversations with folks on a daily basis. Remember, I've got a, I've got a pretty large real estate team. And so, you know, we, we, t- we, we call about 1,500 people a day, believe it or not. Uh, and so naturally, we're going to come across folks that would like to be homeowners, but, you know, the, the bank has said that they cannot get a mortgage right now. Well, maybe that's something that you as a seller might be willing to look past, you know, a lower credit score if they provide you with more of a, down payment. Or maybe you can make that up in the form of uh, a slightly better interest rate than what they might get if they had traditional financing. So there are some risks to this, mostly stemming from the risk that the buyer won't pay the mortgage, right? Make, make payments to you. Um, since you as the seller are still responsible for the first mortgage in the event that you do this while still having a mortgage, um, you need to be prepared to step up and make those original loan payments. Now, if that buyer decides to default, you would be in the junior position from a recording perspective, which means that if there's still a first mortgage on the property, that first mortgage is going to get paid off first before you have a chance to get proceeds You know, in the event of a sale at auction. And so uh, I think the other risk, of course, is potentially triggering the due on sale clause or the acceleration clause of your current mortgage. Um, I mean, nearly all mortgages have a due on sale clause, which states that if the property changes hands... Uh, the loan is called due in full. Now, that being said, if the buyer's making payments to you and you're making payments to your original lender, bank just wants their money. You know, they're not necessarily concerned about the property changing hands. Uh, but this is where things can get a little sticky, a little risky. You really need to understand what you're getting yourself into if you're going to try and attempt to do this with an existing mortgage in place. It, it's possible. It can be done. Um, if you're trepidatious about it, then I think that this uh, is an, an overwhelmingly attractive idea for somebody that uh, is maybe sitting on some land or uh, a rental property that's not quite performing the way they want it to, uh, and they've got some equity in it. You know, you don't have to take that big capital gain right now. You can spread that out. You can give the buyer a mortgage back, uh, and you can turn your property into an income stream. And, and you know, again, when we're looking at that income, we have to look at that income as net income 
compared to the net income that you would earn if you went out and let's say acquired another investment property for the same purchase price that you would sell it to the buyer for. So if you want to learn more about this, I mean, this, you know, alternative financing, creative financing, um, doing more than just traditional real estate brokerage, this is where things get really fun. But, you know, a lot of agents in this market and and across the country are, are frankly just general practitioners of real estate. You want to go buy a house? They can help you do that. You want to sell a house? They can help you do that. But it's going to be through traditional means and probably through traditional, uh, you know, skill sets and approaches. So if you're looking for somebody that uh, really understands this process, really understands the options that are available, you know, know, as a seller and even as an agent, you don't know what you don't know. But when I can provide options that make sense um, to both parties and it helps both parties accomplish the goal and maybe puts more money in your pocket, um, job well done, right? So I'd love the opportunity to earn your business and talk more about these types of things with you. Uh, and then of course, we can talk more about the incentives that we're running, like we're 25% off our most popular uh, listing plan for the month of May. Or if you sell and buy a home locally, we'll pay your moving expenses. Or there's, there's all kinds of different things that we have. It just depends on your situation to see what makes most sense. To learn more about that though, give me a call or you can text me 843-800-0065. That's 843 843- or you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks, for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 and WTMA.com. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com.